Hey, y'all. Welcome back to another episode of the Chase Thomas Podcast, the Saturday, April 2nd, 2022 edition here on the podcast. Coming a little bit late today. Um, busy, busy Saturday for me, but um, yeah, it, uh, just, a, just a busy day. So I apologize on that front, but we still got a fun show for you guys today. Atlanta Sports Guys, we're all back together again, which is great. Um, Garrett Chapman, Max Markovich and myself to talk all things Atlanta sports. So we hit on everything, uh, the Falcons draft stuff that we've been doing, uh, mostly Max and Garrett, who have been killing it in the draft simulator front, um, future of the team, all that good stuff. Plus the Hawks, as they uh, try and make it past the plan, they still kind of control their own destiny, depending on what happens with the, the Nets tonight and the Raptors and everything else. So We'll see what happens there. A little bit of Braves, but uh, yeah, fun conversation on all things Atlanta with the guys. So it's great getting back with them. Don't forget, folks, if you would prefer to watch this very program, guess what? You can do so. YouTube.com, type in the Chase Thomas Podcast, hit that subscribe button. That simple, that easy. And you can also subscribe to this very podcast. Yeah, if you've not already done so, go ahead and hit that subscribe button on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or however you get your podcasts. And then, of course, if you're already subscribed and you're like, Chase, I listen to every episode, and like I, I, I can't subscribe multiple times. What you can do if you've not already done so is leave this show a five-star rating and a review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or again, wherever you get your podcasts. We're available on all podcast platforms. Just type in the Chase Thomas Podcast, you'll find us on your preferred uh, listening app. Uh, don't forget, HQ, ChaseThomasPodcast.com. Go check out uh, Sports Renaissance Man. That's me, SportsRenaissanceMan.substack.com. Type your email. Never miss an email in your inbox. All that good stuff. Um, but yeah, so go do all that. All right, Atlanta Sports Guys, it's time. Uncle Darren, let's go. Chase Thomas podcast. The Chase Thomas podcast. Um, my nephew needs me to record. See, I hate. I already hate it. I hate it. All right, we're back. Atlanta sports guys are here. We've reconvened. Garrett traveled the world a few weeks ago. We've had all kinds of stuff going on with the, the three of us the last few weeks. Um, but you know, we're all back together. Max is in a nice sweater this this evening he's he's ready to go it's it's cold again i don't like it we got a little bit of hot weather um here in the south and then it of course dissipated rather quickly because we cannot have nice things garrett how are you doing sir i'm good man it's been a busy day busy day busy 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 day yeah aj terrell and the falcons were over up at uh the ben hill center or something over Mm. in southwest atlanta so we were over there for a little Mm. while it was a lot of fun Um, okay I yeah, saw we'll a picture. Those guys. Well, I saw a picture of Terry Fontenot working with him, and he was dressed way too nicely to be doing yard work. I, that was <laughs> no, my first his shoes. Is she yeah. had bright red shoes on? And yeah. uh, when Rich McK- Rich McKay called him out for having bright red shoes, he says, "You're not uh, gonna. You know, we all know you're not gonna be doing any actual work when you right. put those shoes on. What are you doing? When when you say AJ Terrell and the Falcons." It's just AJ Terrell and a bunch of empty. Nothing. Like, is there anyone else? So, <laughs> is there yeah, anything else that goes with AJ Terrell? So, Felipe Franks was there. I saw him. Um, it was a joke about the roster being. Oh no, that's actually empty. very. <laughs> actually, that's a good. Point. Hey, is hey, Felipe- we just signed another player though. So, the, another guy with what three hundred receiving yards last year. So, I just sent. I just sent in our group chat the list of Falcons receivers. If anyone wants to read it off, it is surely something. Okay. How many of these Receiver names do you one, think baby. I can actually recognize? Well, That's you know about Alamedy, the Alamedy. next Cooper Cup. <laughs> next Cooper Cup. I'm glad. <laughs> I, 
I, I won't allow that. I, I... You didn't see the tweet about all the comparisons between Alameda Zacchaeus and Cooper Cup? Was that real? Yeah, and comparison no, number one to both wide receivers. Like I'm coming out of college? That's very important. No, no, okay. it's just a joke. No, it's, um, it's, okay, it's I was going to say, was there like some Cooper Cup love for Limited coming out of Virginia? <laughs> I was like, I don't recall him getting some strong Cooper Cup vibes, but uh, it is It is wrong. funny when you when you look at the roster. Maybe this will segue us into the draft, but it's funny when you look at the roster and everyone's like, oh, you can't plan on, you know, being a picking the top five the next year and like you know you can't you can't pass quarterbacks the next year because you don't know maybe they'll win like six or seven games it's like have you even like looked at this roster there's zero chance they win more than like three or four games i don't think they want to win more than three or four games and also no. max markovich is here i didn't even introduce you max oh. you jumped in so apologies i know that i did how's it going I'm, I'm in full draft mode um that's my full focus <laughs> y'all hey, but, you, are... no, but to your point caesar's palace plugged us as the uh, second worst winning percentage uh, of anybody in the NFL. I think we're tied with the Jets. Houston? So we're a very pristine company. Uh, Jet, the, the Jets and the, well, the, the Texans are the only one lower than us. I, I think it's five really? and a half. Yeah, five and a half is what Caesars Palace put us at. A little Down high. The under. I gave me the under. Um, but they have, I think, Houston's four and a half. Mm. Yeah. So, yeah. Jets I mean, five and a half. I'll take the I under, though. The Seahawks are a sneaky one. Like, if I was doing an early thought experiment on like who i would just uh put down some some nice funds for the under i think the cx are probably the leader in the clubhouse for me um but yeah the falcons are going to be atrocious uh next year and i talked about this with uh different uh nfl folks and stuff like that over the course of the last few weeks because you guys have deserted me and i've been on an island uh just defending the falcons and talking about the falcons alone just a singular atlanta sports guy but I, we have been, well, this is a two-part thing because not only have you two made me feel extremely old of late, um, <laughs> way, uh, I forgot even what the context was, but it was like, oh, y'all have no recollection of the Mike Vick era. Like just that's not no, true. Re- no, not no, no, that's not true. No, well, come on. That bad. I just had to be season clear. tickets during the Mike Vick era. <clears throat> Hold on. Hold on, Max. How old just, were you when Michael Vick went into Lambeau and beat the Packers for their first playoff I, home I, loss ever? I was I was not old. I'll tell you this. I was not old enough to stay up to watch the game live. Oh, I had to my be goodness. I had I had my parents made me record it and watch it in the morning, so that gives you any clue. <laughs> that is my broader point. Do you have any memory of Jamal Anderson or the Eugene Robinson story that happened leading up to the Super Bowl in ninety eight? I, I was mean, I know the story for that game. I was Oh, in ninety eight, in ninety eight, yeah. I was that was the was born. Me, yeah, seven. You're so, well, seven. even then you were barely old enough, I guess. Hold on, I had the manual. There's pictures of me with the Super Bowl manual and had the Dirty Bird Miami like T-shirt. I can send y'all the the look that I had. Like I was, but you weren't you weren't old enough to fully understand that story, were you? I mean, look, my parents they were the like NFL Chase. Man of the Year caught with. I don't know, prostitute. I don't know, whatever it was. But it's like, it was just not uh, not a very nice thing. I was like, is there a night, a lady of the night, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> I'm trying to be the, the nice term, I guess. <laughs> the NFL man. <laughs> I'm uncomfortable. I don't know where this conversation is going. I'm just getting increasingly more uncomfortable. We are derailed. We made you feel old. we made you feel old when we were saying how Matt Ryan. We haven't really like fully debriefed the Matt Ryan thing. Yeah. The three of us. We made you feel old when we were talking about Matt Ryan like being our childhood. Yeah, that's what and, it was. Like how it hits different when an athlete um, who like embodied your childhood a little bit 
is, and is I was the like, one to move started on when i was 20 <laughs> like uh, there's no childhood there i was a i was an adult <laughs> you weren't you weren't 20 i mean when he oh, started getting oh, seven good, oh, eight? Yeah, oh eight well no i was 16 17 but that was like not when we were good i'm saying like when matt ryan after those first couple of years and it was like oh it's clear that matt ryan is the franchise quarterback and this is this is the thing when they really started getting going yeah no i was i mean i was in college when it was it was I mean, taken off high school I mean, that's, uh, he, I was 13 when he was drafted and okay. then, tw- well, yeah, just turned 13 when he was drafted and it was, it, it was just mostly high school. Like I, I remember watching with some high school buddies when uh, the Falcons choked the NFC championship game against San Francisco. I was like mm. a junior in high school for that game. And then I was, a uh, I was in college. I was a junior in college when the, for uh 20 to three. So mm-hmm. it's, like, it's it's not it's not like I was that young. Like I, I remember all of the Mike Vick stuff. I remember having I remember watching games uh, all the time. But it's like also but like you don't remember parents, the discourse. You weren't were around for the Vick NFL discourse. I, I, I did that myself. You weren't there for Mike Vick. Oh, in 2007. And... Oh no, yes. I was. I distinctly remember no, that. No, 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 no. I'm talking about before that. The Michael Vick discourse when he's on the cover of Madden, and it's like, what what kind of quarterback is uh, Michael Vick? Is he someone who can lead this team to a Super Bowl? He was a very very polarizing guy to talk about in communities and the Vic jerseys were everywhere. Like, I don't think people understand just how many Michael Vic jerseys were out there and on these streets for Dude, the Vic years are still out there. Still there you, yeah. yeah. Are you kidding me? You go to a Falcons game. I bet, I bet week one Falcons uh-huh. game. I would venture a guess that there'll be as many Vic jerseys as anyone else in the huh. entire team. I'm pits. Maybe, uh, does anyone crazy. have an AJ Terrell jersey? Like, I don't think so. Hold on. Have you seen a Pitts jersey out in the open? I haven't seen anybody rocking a Pitts jersey. They're not against it. I, I was seen a, a Matt jersey. Ryan one on clearance okay. at the at the team store today, and there were oh, a lot no. of Michael Pitts, uh, the, a lot of Pitts jerseys. Uh, the, the thing is, like, if you're buying your kid a jersey, <laughs> he he's the only option. So, Grady Jarrett? No, Grady's not an option. He might not be here. No past way, this dude, year. He'll you be gone. Maybe. You can't burn the money like that, man. You got it. The say the He'll other thing. Oof. I hope so. I mean, I don't I want so. Grady to go, but I, I think he's gone. A, Max is in full on. I think he's going to be true the ground. No, yeah. no, no. I'm not even saying I would trade him, although I'd give it some thought I, based on the I forget the exact quote that Arthur Smith had, but it was like, we would love to have Grady around. But like sometimes the player has other ideas kind of thing. And it was like, all right, you kind of think that he might have said, you know, I'd like to be next. And I, I would I would not be at all surprised. To, I'd be. I think I'd be more surprised if he was on the team a year from now than not. I mean, it's crazy we're there. Um, well, let's just do this real quick. While we're on the Falcons, um, you guys have been spending a lot of time uh, hitting up the draft simulators on. I mean, it doesn't matter if it's a draft network, PFF, whoever. You guys are like, I got this uh, pro football network. There's all kinds of draft <laughs> simulators. I won't lie. I've done exactly zero. Uh, it's not really my deal. I don't. Uh, I, it's just uh, I. I I don't care like for the draft. I won't watch it. Like it's not something I enjoy sitting around watching. Like I want the text update and then I'll just go through it the following day of like, okay, here's who about did it. And I'm a very efficient person. As you guys know, when y'all are like texting about games live at like eight o'clock, nine o'clock, I'm like, no, it's on the DVR. I'll hit it up in an hour and a half on uh, the next morning. And it's a breeze. Like I get through these games so quickly. I don't have time for these commercials and two and a half hours to, no, can't do it. Three hours sometimes? No, don't have time. Not doing it. It's an hour and a half breeze. It's a beautiful thing. Like, I may never be a live sports guy again. I, I have to because of Tennessee. That is wild. I, 
you say it's wild, but here's the only way it works is if I don't check my phone. So I, I feel bad because I can't look at y'all stuff because then it will uh, interrupt the game flow. I, I don't want to know what happened. So I need to, it needs to be, uh, it needs to be new for me. It has to be a surprise. And if I go through it, then it's not a surprise. So basically I am not on my phone or Twitter, anything past like seven o'clock most nights because someone will hit me up or I'll see something. And then I'm like, no, that's might be a team or something I need to watch the next morning. So I, uh, I don't know. That's my thing. You're just healthier than the rest of us, I guess. Part of the part of the thing with live sports is like half of watching sports is like engaging in the dialogue now. Like you have, like if you record a game, like it just like feels so early two thousands to me. I just don't want (laughs) to, Well, see, that's the thing is I don't want to be involved in the dialogue. The dialogue, I, I'm at the age now where I, I'm, yeah. I'm a Herman I love man. the NFL I, draft. I love, okay. I, I will watch it. I will have Twitter up like the whole time. Like, I think it's incredible entertainment. Watching well, you're the, the normal Jets one. Fans, uh, watching the way Jets fans are, are, are like do or die regarding their watch. Yeah, drafts. watching the Packers Just fans melt down when they awesome. draft Jordan Love. Like the, <laughs> the Laramie Tunsil like uh, gas mask thing. All of that. You feed me it's, all of it's it. It's reality TV at its finest. Hold on. <laughs> no. Reality TV at its finest is Love is Blind season two. Like, <laughs> let's be clear. That that is where it starts. And um we we move from there. Shout out to the interview with Shane this week. Had to tune in for that. Uh that oh, was you're like fantastic. deep in the you're deep in the in the archives. <laughs> I, I don't know who Shane is. <laughs> I do, but I haven't Max seen the interview. It. Max gets oh it. God. He hasn't done an talk, interview should yet. Should we talk about his his drug use or no? Oh my goodness. Okay, can you not get this podcast pulled from everything? He alleged <laughs> he talked drug about use. prostitutes. He, I mean, that's yeah. true. Alleged. Was the, alleged. <laughs> everything is alleged, and alleged. that was alleged. But he did discuss the alleged uh, discourse surrounding his uh, behavior on the show and uh, certain things that he was doing. So it it's a must listen because I would watch any kind of reality. Like, I hope he gets his own spinoff. Like I want to, I want to spin off with him. Shake can take it or leave it can move on from that one. I don't think we need that anymore. Um, but you know, I'm here for it. Love is blind. is a fantastic show. Fantastic show. It's a great use of your time. Max. I think the last time we talked about it, you were like getting ready to dive in. I finished uh, it. I, I went through it and like, a weekend like it was right very easy very and easy you enjoyed to it through. it's a great thing oh, right. it's it's thoroughly enjoyable but once it's over i'm like i'm done like there's no like <laughs> i need to like follow up and see what everyone's up to kind of thing i just uh i don't know it, it fascinates me because i'm i'm just the complete opposite of these people and i never thought if you told like young chase that he'd be a guy who's just like dude i love me some reality television like i just never would have thought that was going to be me but the sports renaissance woman Exposed me to it, got the bug, and I'm just, I'm all about it. Um, but what is y'all's favorite draft scene? Like, when you do the first round and you <laughs> look at it, what, it. Yeah, it's a hard. <laughs> look, man, I'm trying to steer this ship. It's rocky waters today. We're, we're shaking the cobwebs off because it's been a few weeks. And, uh, hey, we're getting back in the, in the swing of things. But what is y'all's favorite um draft simulator that y'all have done in the last few days where you were like, okay, this this feels good. I like I like this this uh logic and this this way the the way the draft board fell for fell for me at this time i'm looking at my most recent one the one with the eff honestly this is the only way that i really see the atlanta falcons going with a wide receiver in the first round Mm -hmm. uh just because of how depth the group is or Mm -hmm. deep the group is rather yeah um but i turned it back with dp that's all those blind season two no no dp (laughs) (laughs) this man 
This man's off the rails. <laughs> Out of control. Uh, but No, but I went and got Chris Olave. I, I, in real life, I don't think he's actually going to be available. I think he might actually be the best wide receiver in this class. Um, but the, the, Did Jameis Williams go back to college? Jameis Williams is <laughs> coming off an ACL injury, so we'll see what happens with him. Apparently, he's already running, which yeah. is incredible. Um, Jameson's an absolute. Oh, like, he's, yeah, he's, if, he's the only receiver, I think, in round one that you can talk me into is Jameson Williams. Uh, supposedly, there's some traction with Drake London. I, I don't see it. Necessarily. I don't want another big guy. Like, I, I don't want another, like, I don't know. I don't need a Mike Evans here. We, we well, don't need a Mike the, Evans. As the resident Big Ten voice here, I sh- I'm obligated to mention that Jameson Williams transferred from Ohio State because he couldn't get on the field over Chris Olave. So there's there's some... There's some There's credence to what Garrett's saying. I'm sorry. Did Joe Burrow not get on the field over Dwayne Haskins? I think that Look, worked you're out not okay. Gonna catch me, you're not going to catch me defending Ohio State, but that receiving right. core was nuts. Like, yeah, that it was, was a deep a, receiving core. And the best one's guys. not even in this class. Jackson yeah, Smith and Jig was going to be like a monster. Um, okay. but, then I, but, but based off of that trade back with the Philadelphia Eagles, I was able to pick up a second first-round pick, which turned mm. into Devontae Wyatt. Um, out of Georgia, which I think is a fantastic pick uh, in the mid mid first round. I think that's where most of the Georgia guys go outside of Trayvon Walker, and who's uh, I think moved up into the the top ten. Mm. Um, but that's one of the be- beautiful things about this draft specifically is that I go edge in those next two picks: Inigbare, Pascal. Uh, I really like those two guys. Damian Pierce is the next guy I take running back. I think he's a little overvalued with where I got him. Um, but I, I think he's a lot of untapped potential. I mean, based off of all of the things I've seen about him, ever, having watched him in college a lot when he was at Florida, the dude the dude is electric, but he just didn't get many touches. Um, mm. He reminds me a lot of a lot of the Georgia running backs who you don't really see all of what they can do because it's kind of a crowded backfield. They got a lot of people, a lot of people to, to share the wealth with. Um, and then after that, I just mostly go offensive line and, and other basic needs. But Tyquan Thornton's another person who I'm really looking at, Baylor. Uh, I did a piece on him probably mm. a month and a half ago. He was one of the leaders in the Big 12 in terms of receiving, big-bodied receiver. Um, I mean, he's fast, too. And the dude the dude is a combine warrior. But, look, I mean, for sixth round, absolutely. Sign me up. But based off of all of these acquisitions that the Falcons have been making with wide receivers, I don't think they're going to go two wide receivers. Uh, but I, I can see them making one, a big splash guy. Hmm. Max, you're shaking your head. What a what do you make of that? And uh, do you have a similar draft board? I, I would say that the best the best hauls I've I've had in these um, <laughs> mock drafts has been in in trading down. And like I think that that's I, I mean I think that'd be a great option for the Falcons. But I also think it's one of those things that you can't really rely on. Like mm. you you can all you can say for all you want. Like the Falcons should trade down. The Falcons should trade down. But especially in this kind of draft where there's no one that teams are really eyeing to trade up for, probably. Like it's hard to rely on saying like, oh, they should trade back to the mid first round, add another second rounder. So when you're going straight, like eighth, eighth pick, 43rd pick um, that way, um, my best hauls have been when I think they've gotten um, like a defensive playmaker in the top 10. I haven't really locked onto one guy. I really like the idea of a sauce Gardner or Derek Stingley to pair with Terrell um, and just say like, hey, here's our strength. And I also think that lends itself to this draft is really deep at receiver and deep at edge. And those are two positions. The Falcons just need to stack guys at. like, they just need guys. They need bodies. They need young talent. And so if you went Gardner at eight, for example, um, and then stacked two receivers and two edge guys on your next four picks, like, I think you're making real progress on rebuilding that way. And so I think that's, that's kind of the beauty is that like, this is a blank slate. Like, I will I will be unhappy if they go receiver at eight. I will be unhappy if they go quarterback at eight. 
anything else I can pretty much talk myself into. Obviously, like, you know, running back and tight end, like guard, like those positions, you know, any premium position they win at eight outside of those, like I'm all about. And I'm with Garrett too, that like if they were to trade back and I've, you know, if they were to trade back into the mid to late first round, if they were to trade with the Steelers, the Steelers want to trade up and get Malik Willis, they get a haul to go back at 20 and at 20, they want to take Garrett Wilson or Chris Olave or Jamison Williams. Like I'm cool with that too. Um, and, and so I think they have a lot of flexibility here. I really, I would, I would like to see them load up um, at edge and receiver. Um, I'd like to see them get a starter at guard, but who really cares because this team's going to suck anyway. Um, other than that, like quarterback in the second, sure. Like, you know, take a shot and like they retain their value. You could trade them down the line. Um, but, I but I think the idea of the idea of pairing Gardner or Stingley with Terrell to give you like, this is a strength on the team. Like here's one, um, intrigues me. I like Stingley. I like Stingley a lot. Uh, but the, I think the only word, the, the only bad thing, like the really, really bad thing that I think we can actually see in this draft is if, like what, what I've seen a couple reports of, like where the Falcons actually trade up in the draft to go get a quarterback, which is, I think that's all smoke. It's got to be all smoke just to kind of increase the, the the perceived value of one of these quarterbacks. Because honestly, the perception is far more important than the reality when it comes to these kinds of things. Uh, because half the things that are going out is just all smoke to just increase interest or decrease interest um, and just create confusion. Um, so that's the really, that's nightmare scenario for me is if, if the Falcons trade up. Uh, and take a quarterback i don't think they're taking a quarterback i think their role their plan to roll into next year is frank's the backup and Mariota is the starter like i think they those are their two guys this year and they love frank's this coaching staff and this uh front off they're big frank's guys fleet bay frank's guys <laughs> and um yeah i don't think they're going anywhere so i i would be pretty surprised if the falcons take a quarterback at all um i have seen that it's pretty likely the panthers take a quarterback which would be interesting and uh it should be noted that the Panthers owner, David Tepper, went to the University of Pitt where uh, Kenny Pickett will be there, it looks like. And they were the ones who were measuring Kenny Pickett's hands up close in that viral video of like what his hand, hand size looked like. And got, and Scott Fitterer gave the thumbs up that uh, it was fine. Uh, so I, I would be surprised if they don't go there. Like Malik Willis, people are talking. them. That's like the one that Falcons fans I've seen talk themselves into like Malik. Um, but I just, I don't want this to be the year we go quarterback. I want this to just be like, my whole thing is I want to rebuild the defensive line. I want to rebuild the offensive line before even entertain changing at quarterback. There's not enough weapons for that person. I don't want a Justin Fields type situation where you just throw him in. It's like, good luck or a Zach Wilson situation we just saw last year. And I don't think this group is as talented as that group last year. So I would rather sit out, just take our lumps deal with a one in 16 type season be right there for Bryce young or Hey, Tyler Van Dyke might just ball out at Miami this year. Maybe he's the guy. I don't know, but I would not touch any of these quarterbacks with a 10 foot pole. I would just take our lumps, maybe go running back in round two or three. You could sell me on that just because we're going to be bad anyway. See what happens uh, with a Brees hall or something. Um, a lot of offensive linemen, a lot of defensive linemen, but I agree with Max's point. I've said this on other podcasts, but like sauce Gardner is my number one option for us or Kyle Hamilton. If you want to go either of those two, if they're there, I don't know if Kyle Hamilton will be there, but like start, just get us one strength. We have no strengths right now. And I think if you start 
there and you're like, hey, this is a building block now on our defense. We're not just trying to plug holes and like just ADD drafting where it's like, oh, well, let's put a person there because we have nothing there. Let's put something there. It's like, well, what if we just have two awesome shutdown corners and then we build out because that also makes the other positions lives a lot easier is if sauce Gardner is as good as advertised and he is that lockdown guy and you have sauce on one side and AJ Terrell on the other, like that's a great building block um, that I, I agree with you on that point. And then it's also like, we didn't see enough from Richie Grant to be like, that's our guy going forward. Like that's, that's an, that's a home run. Kyle Hamilton seems like a dude who will play right away. And at worst case scenario, maybe they can play together. Maybe Hamilton and Grant could be your safeties of the future. And then you've got the safety position locked up for, for a long time. Cause we haven't had that since Thomas Deku, William Moore, the two legends. I haven't <laughs> felt comfortable since Deku was out there roaming the, the middle of the field. And William Moore was heavy hitting out of Mizzou. Hasn't felt right since then. It hasn't felt right. Well, you had um, Keanu Neal and, and uh, Ricardo Allen. That was a pretty yeah. decent group. That was a God, stop aging me. Right I want to go back. William Moore always Hamilton's solid. Yeah. Really good. I, I think the only, thing, the only <laughs> thing from this, the only thing from this entire draft that would truly, truly <laughs> piss me off is if they they took themselves out of the quarterback running next year. Mm. Like, I think there's all this discourse about should they take a quarterback, should they not take a quarterback, or should they like rely on next year, should they not rely on next year? Like, I think the only you can't take yourself out of what next year could be because this team's going to suck. And you can't you, you can't bank on the fact that you're going to get Bryce Young, sure. But you also can't like go into the year handicapping yourself by saying there's no chance we can take a quarterback at the top of next year's draft. Because that is the most likely outcome, and that is probably the best out- outcome for all of this. I would agree. Um, well, let's move to the Hawks, who I forgot who in the text there was like, are the Hawks back? And let me just go. Okay, that was Max. Your Max. resident Hawks optimist. Max, uh, let me go ahead and tell you that's uh, not going to be the case. Um, I know. So here's the thing. They're not making the playoffs. Uh, that's not happening. So we're going to be in the play-in. Where the, rat, where the Nets are right now, they're the eighth spot. The Cavs are at the seventh spot. They've fallen down a little bit with injuries. Um, we'll probably beat the Hornets in a 9-10 matchup. I would feel pretty good there. And then if we get Brooklyn at that last spot and Brooklyn's playoff lives are on the line against the Atlanta Hawks. Guess how many stops we're getting in a series or a one game, a one gamer against Brooklyn and KD and Kyrie. How many stops we're getting in the half court? How many stops this defense is going to be able to put together to beat the Brooklyn Nets? Here's the answer. Not enough. This team's not making the playoffs. They're making the play in. They'll probably get one game and then that's it. Like we're not a playoff team. And I just, it, the optimism in Hawksland. I'm like, we're still not making the playoffs. Do you know where our mind needs to go? Do you know? It's Utah, Salt Lake City, where Ban McMahon on um, Brian Windhorse podcast today. Did y'all see this? If the Jazz go down in the first round, he said there's going to be major changes. Like Gobert and Mitchell could both be out of Utah this offseason. You got Danny Ainge now in power, Dwayne Wade, who knows how much power he has in Utah. Donovan Mitchell, it's that's the guy we've been waiting on because Bradley Beal was the one we were wondering about. No, it's Donovan Mitchell. Like that, we're moving on. Like I'm moving on with the season. I'm moving on with all of this. The defense sucks. Like I've I've grown tired of writing down my notes where I'm like, oh, we just saw someone else in the corner. Here we go. Here we go. Um, no, I'm done with it. But I that's my gloom and doom. I'm ready to move on. But like, do y'all really think this team makes the playoffs based on the way it's situated right now? 
I think it's possible. Um, I don't, I don't like, I'm also done in the sense that like, I've, I'm done pinning my hopes to this Hawks team, like turning it around. But I also think like, there's no freaking way Miami wants to see Trey young in a first round eight, one matchup. There's no way there's no chance. And if you, he's playing so well right now. And like, if you get him in a series, like we saw what happened last year, he is, he's built for that kind of stage. And so I think, if anything, it's really just illuminating what you're saying about like they need a second guy because he's playing out of his freaking mind and he deserves to be all NBA. And we could talk about that. Hmm. He, he, I would bet he he won't be. And I think that'll be frustrating. Um, but I think the thing with the Hawks is like Trey could go on a two week heater and we could beat the heat in a seven game series like it could happen and you wouldn't be stunned by it. And then we could go turn around and lose to whoever the four seed is like Philly or whatever, you know, like that we get swept by them. Like I, I'm not relying on this Hawks team for anything. And I don't think they've got a run in them, but I also think it'd be foolish to be like, they have no chance. So you have them as a, a possibility of beating. Well, them I think happening. if they beat Brooklyn on Saturday, um, like they, I think they very much can play themselves into the seven, eight position. And I think they absolutely if, can, yeah. if you're in the seven, eight position, you're not relying on, but Brooklyn doesn't Brooklyn want to fall in, in that a one position. game spot. Yeah. But Brooklyn doesn't want that on Saturday. What, so, well, okay, yes. So neither do, neither do the Hawks. They're not going to intentionally <laughs> lose the game. Well, no, my point is that like <laughs> I'm not going against Brooklyn in this scenario. Like I think you don't have to. Brooklyn can make it, and the Hawks can make it. They both can make it. Okay. Yeah, I mean, then I don't that, buy the, the Cavs would the fall Cavs to nine, right? The Cavs would fall to nine. The Ga- is that even right, a possibility? So that's not a possibility way, right now. Yes, of course. Yeah, it absolutely is. The, the Hawks mathematically can shoot all the way up to five or six. Mathematically, I'm not saying that's probable. I mean, slow. Uh, let me slow down. But hold I mean, on, yeah mathematically they can it is still possible that they can go to the six or seven the very very probable they can jump all the way up to the seven um because they have the tiebreaker over cleveland now they have the tiebreaker over the hornets just assuming the division record holds um and then they play brooklyn on saturday they control their destiny as far as as far as playoff seating goes they are we got the records in the road still and And they've won they've won four in a row and five out of six i'm just saying that's, that's how okay. It gets no, hold on. Just to be clear, I know, I know, I know, I know what the you're Pacers about to say. had four players play in that game, and, and we still gave was, up like 100 whatever points. Yeah. Oh my God, Clint Capella was just out here doing his own thing. Like just Batazzi <laughs> was losing his mind. But like there was a man named Kiefer Sykes guarding Trey for the majority of this game. I'm not convinced that's a real player, but <laughs> like that that was something that was happening. No, no, don't do this. But, but the, Clint Capella's the been. Clint Capella's been pretty good these last couple he's been of games. Be- i think he's been better he's been, he's been better. very good like, like he's been, been very good because the defense still sucks and well, it's not I, all him though that's the thing it's it's it well actually it is really all him uh that's he's the only that's the problem the yeah it is yes. all him <laughs> and when he's not an elite defender like the whole defense just falls off a cliff but i think he's looking healthy no he's john hurts healthier. a lot too i john will be back for the postseason if he if, if the hawks make a, a actual playoff series he'll be back in the postseason Mm-hmm. Um, DeAndre Hunter looks like he's playing healthier. Jalen Johnson is hold on. Really Let's well. go ahead and stop that again. DeAndre Hunter looks like he's healthy again. Did this man yeah. not well, just get just a DMP soreness. knee soreness? He just had the knee soreness, and then just the knee soreness. That's it. <laughs> nothing to worry about here, folks. <laughs> nothing, nothing. Don't worry about it. It's yeah. He's doing fine. the Leslie Nielsen thing outside of the disregard stadium. the uh, <laughs> knee soreness again for the millionth time. No, don't, don't worry about that. I, no, he's fine. I, like he's worried about him long term. DeAndre Hunter train, but. Well, Lord. welcome to 2020, Garrett. Welcome it's to the time. 20 now. Yeah. 2020. <laughs> I've been out since 2020. Like I 
It's it's well, been that was pretty that's premature. Twenty twenty is premature, but we traded up for this man. Just, At least we got a first round pick for Cam Reddish. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, I got to be out true. of the league. Hey, Kevin Knox, who's been the absolute goat the last two games. I don't know. <laughs> man had one three pointer until the last two games. Now he has like nine. <laughs> he was awful. Like Kevin Knox so there in that stretch a few months well. ago. Yeah, he's actually playing decently well these last two games. And yeah, I think he's averaging like ten points a game. I think as, as obviously scrub time but uh, but look at the end of the day at the end of the day the hawks actually do control their playoff destiny i i think that a hot they hawks to beat the is one of the, the scariest <laughs> yeah no they play they play the raptors uh that's one of their upcoming games right they they, mm-hmm. they just beat the and the heat breaks off of the Cavs. they play the heat they play the nets they look and then they also have games against the rockets like yeah look assuming they beat who they need to beat this is play, the playoff hawks like if it's playoff hawks i'm feeling good um, okay now we'll see. I would feel a little bit different if Collins was here. If Collins was here, I'd feel a little bit better. Like if Collins, Collins wasn't, season. he'll be back. Well, I'm saying they need him for this run. Like this, if they had him for Toronto, if they had him, like Scotty Barnes, if they had John Collins to throw at Scotty Barnes, that would be that'd be nice. What they need I don't is know if they're a healthy starting quality to, uh, power forward. Right? Like who are they throwing on KD with Danilo this Gallinari, current? Obviously, what are you talking about? Oh my god! <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> who are we throwing on Kyrie? Dude, my favorite, my absolute favorite. The long right, is maybe. Oh, like God. Carmelo Anthony guard Danilo Gallinari, and those guys just running up and down the court and just scoring at each other, just at will, both playing ISO ball. It'll be fantastic. I think my problem, and I'm now like fixated on Donovan Mitchell. Now that you said this, uh, <laughs> listen to who, the podcast, Max. Like, it's, who is who? I will, but who is who's in a Donovan Mitchell trade? Who on this team has has built their value enough to be the centerpiece of a Donovan Mitchell trade? I mean, no, you're giving up every pick, like all the draft. Yeah, 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 all the picks, all the picks. But like, they also get they they will look for young guys too. Like, who of these young guys does Utah want to build around? Like John Collins and Anya and you're getting DeAndre. I don't know. Like, okay. I think we've I think we've established that we're all out on DeAndre Hunter. I would imagine most NBA teams see the same thing we see. Mm. Uh, who yeah, else? You're talking like, about, talk about defense. I mean, do you ask God. for like? Do you ask for Collins, Hunter, and Herder, and picks all the picks? Like, I mean, you're doing whatever it takes at this point because if if you get Donovan Mitchell with Trey, like that's the end goal. It doesn't matter. You figure everything else out after that. Like Donovan I think Mitchell, you do that for the record. I think you do that trade, but like. <sighs> It's just like all this stuff you built up the last few years, and what's it really amounted to? Would you do it for Gobert? Would you give up a lot of stuff for Gobert? God, I think, I think we we need to learn our lesson on Gobert in terms of like if this guy can't play in the playoffs, what does he really value? Like, what's his value, and should you really build a team with him as the second best guy if you want to actually win a title? Like, Gobert in theory, I think there'll be a ton of Gobert Hawks rumors because in theory he's a great guy to put with Trey. Mm. Um, but man, like how many, <laughs> we really get to learn our lesson with that guy when for the millionth time in a millionth postseason in a row, he can't play in the fourth quarter against like most teams. Yeah. Well, we'll see. We'll see what happens. I don't know. I just, I'm excited. The Nets, God, we're going to be the weirdos paying more attention to that than, uh, the final four, but, um, that's just the nature of the beast. Um, actually last question, last mm. thing on, on Donovan Mitchell. Would the Hawks immediately have the best backcourt in the NBA? Yes. Who else? I mean, like, I don't even think anybody would even be remotely close. 
I mean, before it was Harden and Kyrie, but now that that's broken up, I mean, prime Damian Lillard and CJ McCollum. That would be like I mean, the only other thing I could compare it to. Curry and Clay are not really not anymore. Not anymore. not anymore. Yeah. I mean, I guess you could say Chris Paul and Booker if they haven't followed. I guess it's probably the. But Paul would be a year no, but not, older. But they're, they're, it's different in the sense that neither of them are pure. Like, um, like Chris Paul's not a pure scorer. That's not what he is. That's why I mean, Trey Young is is a, a, a dynamic scorer in a way that Chris Paul just isn't. Hmm. I mean, it's if they're not one, they're two. Like that's the whole thing. Is like if you had not two, that'd be and an easy a one. man, Mitchell, Trey. That's fifty points be, a game. Easy. I, I would, I would be here for it. Um. I, I would absolutely be here for it. It's one of those where it's like, I think Trey would be here for it and then realize, oh, I'm not here for it. This is a mistake. Well, he'd actually have to I was just thinking that. Defense. I was yeah. just thinking that. Is Trey really going to give up the ball and like let Mitchell run the <laughs> offense ever? Like, Well, on. it's it's on top of that. It's like the fact that who's gonna, actually going to be the primary perimeter defender on the, of the, the opponent's point guard. It's not going to be Donovan care. Mitchell. Donovan Mitchell no. can't do that. <laughs> no. Trey? No. Sorry. Bless him. But no. Like Trey, Trey is the guy you hide away in a defense. That's that's the only thing yeah. that, that counts against this kind of trade. The fact that it's going to cost an arm and a leg. All you figure, of our it, depth you figure it out, though. Defense. You figure it out. If you get those two guys, you figure it out. It's, it's also just like it's the risk you have to take. Or you like play you one just with DeLon Wright. Have to take it. DeLon Wright just doesn't come off the floor. <sighs> I've never seen a I, – I was doing some screen grabs of DeLon Wright. I love DeLon like, Wright, though, low-key. He's – He's fine. Chase it, does not love Delon Wright. Delon Wright's, I don't, Delon Wright's a dog. I don't like oh, backup is. guards who don't play like Jordan Poole. Where it's like, unless you're Jordan oh, Poole. Oh, baby. Now you're talking Now you're talking my language. Jordan Poole. If, if See, Jordan I, Poole got his own team, if he was on like the worst okay, team in enough. NBA. I'm gonna, his own team. <laughs> he'd, be, he'd be a top five scorer in the league. He's a bucket. But the whole what I'm saying there broadly is that like, if you're not a backup guard who just is a flamethrower like i i have no need for you at all like i have no need for you like the wing guys like the best kind of like you want the sean Lemmings, like the thing that made lou so good and jamal crawford and guys like that where it's like if you're gonna be a backup guard if you're gonna be our third guard you better score like there is no use cameron Payne when he gets inserted in there for phoenix bucket the man is an immediate bucket like the best third guards and like the best teams in the league with their third guard what he does is he's just instant offense like I have no use for all of the backup guards who play 12 minutes a night, 13, and then defenses just completely leave them alone. Like if you look at the minutes and the minutes aren't terrible at Dylan, right? When you look at the plus minus, but like I had some screen grabs where like I paused it. Cause I was like, are my eyes deceiving me? But like in that Pacers game, especially Dylan, right? Like open, like they are not giving him any attention. They're mo- They're treating him like Russell Westbrook out there. That man has no intention of shooting and he's a great defender which is why we need him out on the floor from time to time. But like, I don't know, man, I'm never going to be a, I'm never going to be sold on guard uh, backup guards who are not like, I'm going to get a bucket. Like that's but Jordan. There's a Poole's reason to- why he got phased out of the starting lineup for or the, the rotation for a while. Yeah. Uh, until necessity dictated, he come back. It's mm. because, I mean, it's because he is a liability on offense, but I mean, he it's being nice. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> yeah. You really sure. hate DeLon Wright. Oh, we spent we spent the first two years that. of Trey, uh, two three years of Trey Trey's career begging for a guard off the bench, like a professional guard off the bench who could like not be horrible. And I think he's like usually that. No, it was Lou in the playoffs last year. That's what it was. Dude, it was Lou, like- but Lou, <laughs> Lou is Lou is looking out for Lou. 
That's how it needs to be, though. Jordan Poole's looking out for Jordan Poole. That man's yeah, looking for Jordan the next Poole's contract. Jordan a freaking bucket. Like, 15 games in a row, 20-plus points is something else. It's not 30-whatever-year-old was out Lou here Williams. looking for. Derrick Rose in New York last year was out here looking for himself. Like, you, the third guard has to be the bucket getter, where he's like, not I'm when, just... Not when your first two guards can't guard anyone. It That's has the problem, to be, sorry. is when you no. cannot guard anyone. Hey, you got to figure it out somewhere. But uh, just... Nothing against uh, Dylan Wright personally, but can't do it. Can't do it. Got to move on. Sharif hey, Cooper, Cooper, step just right in. 120 points a game and give up 118. It's going to be the most exciting. Yeah. Just State Farm Arena is going to be a, a wildfire of, of points. They're going to set. There's going to set the baskets on fire. Just Let's go ahead and not make wildfire uh, comparisons with the state <laughs> of East Tennessee and Pigeon Forge. Uh, Garrett Chapman. Goodness gracious. Know your audience. Know who you're talking to on a podcast. Wildfires have been a rough thing this week. Um, shout out to the good folks over there in East Tennessee and all that because it's not great. And I, uh, yeah, not great, but well, uh, I think it'll be all right. Um, that's all we got. The Braves, nothing really new. They're just uh, out here. Matt Olson hit his first dinger this week, but um, is it landed yeah. yet, by the way? It, oh, that's a good one. Yeah. <laughs> I've been on Twitter. <laughs> Garrett Chapman, we can find you on Twitter at GChapATL. Yes, sir. Max, we can find you on Twitter at Max underscore Markovich, where he's got some wall art. That's the most bachelor wall art I've ever seen, where he's just got one poster. And Do you want to know hats. what this is? No, no, no. Well, I, I, first of all, I have a Tiger Woods poster next to me that you can't see. Okay. Hopefully he's playing the Masters next week. Um, It's the it's Virginia Winning. Highland. It's like it's a sketch of Virginia Highland. Um, nice. Like with all of the like restaurants and stuff. And also like the main backdrop is the fire station where I had my fourth birthday party. Fun that's that's, mm. that's that's awesome. Okay, that's I'll get a close. I'll get a close up next week. We, we can go there through. Yeah, I've got. And meanwhile, go. I've got the Atlanta skyline right there. Right, right, it's beautiful. I, so I, got I all can use my imagination. Stuff. Yeah, yeah. It's it's that one that's right over by. Uh, do you know where I twenty? Yes. It's like we're going straight out, and then it's like, yeah. but it's like a uh, Freedom. I think it is. Yeah, Freedom Parkway. Yeah, right yeah, a lot of people do that. That's like one of those things where they stand over and they they take the picture. Mm-hmm. And this all one was like with a drone or something at sunset. It's really cool. A lot of engagement photos are taken over there. A lot of, or even just like early relationship where like you're the one. Let's go make it official in front of Freedom <laughs> Parkway. <laughs> Let's declare our love to the entire city of Atlanta. Stand it's in line not, for twenty minutes. A day. I think there really- is one of those. It's one of those bridges where you bring like a lock and you like throw mm-hmm. away the key and like put your initials, <laughs> and then promptly walk to the other side and vomit. <laughs> uh, just so many promise rings have been given out on Freedom Parkway over the years. It's um, a nice. It's a nice view, man. It's pretty scenic. Uh oh, Garrett's gonna propose there. Um <laughs> nah, I'll go to the sundial or some shit. <laughs> Don't throw that out there, man. What are you doing? You're already throwing it out there. Sundial. We'll cut this out. We'll oh, cut just this out. Yeah, we'll, I'm just well, Max is in a relationship too. He's been talking about that for weeks in the text thread of just like how happy he is and just how excited he is about where everything's going and just lockdown max is what he calls himself. And I'm like, all right, Max, if that's if that's where you're at. <laughs> I think we're done here. <laughs> Yeah, she actually listens to this podcast or slim to none anyway, so it's good. <laughs> the but one week that I knew any of my should be this stuff. week. Max <laughs> is so red. This is great. First one. Max is as red as Garrett's hair. I'll talk to you guys next week. All right, y'all. That'll do it for this Saturday, April second edition here on the Chase Most Podcast. Thank you again to Max and Garrett for coming on today's edition of the podcast. 
Uh, if you like today's show and uh, you've not already done so, make sure you leave this uh, show a five-star rating and a review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or however you get your podcast. Tell a friend, family member, coworker, whoever about the Chase Thomas podcast here on the Blue Wire Pods Network and why they should listen to. Um, that'd be great. Um, and make sure to go check out all of our other great shows across bluewirepods.com. That would also be be great. So don't forget, you can also email this very program at Podcast at gmail.com. Follow me on Twitter at Chase double underscore Thomas. Like the Facebook page at facebook.com slash Chase Thomas Writer. And then, of course, check us out on YouTube, youtube.com. Type in the Chase Thomas Podcast. Hit that subscribe button, like, video, share them out, all that good stuff. Uh, new episode tomorrow because this is a daily podcast. New content coming your way tomorrow. But until then, I will talk to you guys very soon. Uncle Derek, how'd I do? Nicely done, nephew. Chase Thomas Podcast. Hell yeah.